This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiel Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. It is me, Hani Belkis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, today is Wednesday, the 18th of October. And yesterday, I actually had the chance to go down to Jitex at the Dubai World Trade Center. And I got a lot of interviews for you guys with top executives in the tech industry and i'm very excited and if you have not been to giant x yet well i suggest you go down because actually we have a uh, a surprise for you guys as if you tune into the morning measures this week monday to thursday well today is wednesday so you have tomorrow is your last day to win a chance at 1000 dirhams in cash and all you have to do is answer a question and texting your answer to 42 one five and there is a new question every single day now these cash prizes are provided from the Sharjah government pavilion at Jitex global now if you do want to visit the Sharjah government pavilion it is located at arena hall at the dubai world trade center at the where all the government entities are and again one thousand dollars in cash is up for grabs tomorrow would be the last day for you to win all you have to do is tune in to morning measures from 7 to 10 a.m but on the show today, I'm going to be talking about how I want you guys to meet Yasmina, who is the UAE's Arabic-speaking AI voice assistant who even cracked jokes like a true Emirati. And uh, it's so crazy how far we have, you know, advanced when it does come to AI. And I'm going to be getting into that in just a bit. Also, no passports or Emirates ID is soon to be required at DXB Terminal 3 with new smart gates and it's happening right here in the UAE, ladies and gentlemen. Also, I will be having an interview with Sam Fayyan, who is the head of Middle East, Turkey, Africa, and Pakistan at Zoom Video Communications. It is going to be an interview with him that I did conduct at Jitex, and also an interview with Ahmad Fahmi, who is the system engineering manager, Middle East. And we're going to be talking about cybersecurity and how to keep yourself safe in the online world. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a packed show for you guys. You do not want to miss daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world ladies and gentlemen i want you guys to meet yasmina who's uae's arabic speaking ai voice assistant who does crack jokes like a true emirati now we're going to be introducing yasmina the groundbreaking ai voice assistant who brings a touch of humanity and cultural sensitivity to the world of digital interactions. Now, she does crack jokes in Arabic, speaks and understands different dialects, and even can comprehend regional nuances. Now, Yasmina is a game changer in the realm of virtual assistance, and it is designed with a Khaliji accent and even a unique blend of IQ, EQ, and AI. Now, Yasmina is actually the brainchild of global tech company Yango. Now, when we talked to uh, Samar Mohammed, who's the Yasmina Regional Director for Mina, he said, uh, I felt like there was a room in the market for an Arabic-speaking local voice assistant, and that is why we set out to make that one understood or understand local context. Now, it's actually touted as one of the most human-like AI assistants, and Yasmina is not just a digital companion, but a friendly, empathetic presence deeply rooted in Khaliji culture that is ready with all interactions and answers. Now, 
Hundreds of regional content creators have helped and supported the company in making the AI assistant a reality. And there were many content creators that they reached out to and they all pitched in and contributed to make sure that Yasmina could learn the regional dialects and be more culturally, you know, interwined with the culture. Now, he did actually further talk to us and say that uh, even the name Yasmina was also selected as per public opinion. And they actually put out surveys asking people to select a name. And hundreds of names came in. And then based on technical and other considerations, they narrowed it down to a few. And those were then put for voting and people did pick Yasmina. Now, Yasmina is a beautiful name to be 100% honest with you guys. I have a niece. Not a niece, sorry. I have my, uh, my, uh, my, my, my uncle's cousin anyway she's related to me but her name is yasmina but i call her my niece and um, among other things uh you know yasmina is also able to perform arabic speech recognition and can even convert text to speech it can also understand more localized commands like playing the adhan which is the islamic call to prayer and even give details about the hijri calendar now one of the challenges they did face is that the company's biggest challenge was perfecting the language and arabic is again a very interesting and deep language with hundreds of dialects slangs and cultural nuances and it actually took hundreds of hours to input to craft something like yasmina however all the efforts seemed to have borne fruit with people reacting warmly to the product and the early adopters have all loved it he said and the love that she and they love that she is funny and does seem to have emotions. And even at Jitex, they had a lot of people per, from the region, especially those from Saudi Arabia, uh, come to try it out. And they even have, uh, you know, been very surprised by the way she reacts with jokes and finds her answers very relevant. Now, the product is expected to hit stores by the first quarter of 2024, but we are st uh, the company is still looking for beta testers. So they can continue fine-tuning the project, and you know that is great because you know in, uh, in 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 the mainstream world we have Siri, we have Alexa. They're not. Wait, my phone went off when I said Siri. It's always ready to uh, you know assist me. But when we have uh, you know these classical, I'm gonna say classical, uh, you know virtual assistants like Alexa, Google Assistant, and um, you know Siri, uh, it doesn't cater much to the Arabic dialect, and they know Arabic obviously, but uh, it's not the way we speak Arabic normally is traditional Arabic or Fusha Arabic. And, uh, you know, you always want, uh, you know, the language or the dialect to be something you can understand for the for normal population. Even me, uh, you know, I understand Fusha Arabic to an extent, but when it's a uh, normal dialect Arabic, whether it's Emirati Arabic or, you know, from Khaliji um, dialect, uh, I understand it's pretty quick and easy to understand. So a lot of people would like Arabic or a voice assistant that speaks Arabic to have, uh, you know, a local accent or dialect. But, you know, that is amazing. And uh, I'm very excited to see how AI will adopt to it. And if not, this is obviously not the first time we will see, uh, you know, an AI virtual assistant like Yasmina that will that does speak Arabic. Obviously, a lot of companies will be also following suit. And, you know, more competition is better, in my opinion, because more competition means more innovation and better products to us and consumers. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, soon enough, passport-free travel at five smart gates is enhanced at DXB Terminal 3 right here in the UAE. 
Now, we are looking at how clearing Dubai immigration can now be done in a blink of an eye and residents arriving at and departing from Dubai International Airport Terminal 3 can go through passport control in just a few seconds using the enhanced smart gates that does feature facial recognition. Now, there are now five updated smart gates available at the Terminal 3 that does allow passengers to seamlessly go through immigration procedures by using their optic and facial print. Now, uh, we are looking at how this was actually said during Jitex Global. And the majority of contactless smartless gates or smart gates at Dubai airport terminals, however, still require the scanning of passports of arriving and departing passengers. Now, the question is, how can you use these new gates? Now, first of all, the residents should register using their passports or Emirates ID at DXB Terminal 3 to use the enhanced gates. And since the GDRFA has a pavilion at Jitex Global that will run until Friday, October the 20th, visitors at Jitex can actually go and register at the stand to avail the innovative service for their next flight. Now, the process is pretty quick and easy and passengers just need to pass through the smart gate by simply looking at the green light in the camera. Now, there is no need to scan any identification document. Just remove anything that disc that covers or distorts your face and that does include glasses, face masks or hats. And that is done so the camera can clearly scan your facial and optic print. However, you do need to keep your passport or boarding pass ready in case they do need to be, you know, scanned or needed. Now, we are looking at the future plans and uh, they said facial recognition is currently available at those five smart gates at the DXB Terminal 3, but will soon be implemented in Terminal 1 and Terminal 2. And for me, that is amazing because we do know that, mashallah, uh, you know, uh, Dubai International Airport is one of, this, the, one of the most busiest airports on the planet. And uh, millions of millions of millions pa of passengers come every single year through, you know, International Airport. So it can be hectic at times just because of the amount of people coming in and out and going through immigration. So when we implement technology in these smart gates where you don't have to sit, stand in a line and scan... All you need is a smart camera, facial recognition, or even your fingerprint, and you're good to go. The system knows you. Everything is done. Boom, bang, bang. And I love that. And that is where technology, again, we have to emphasize how technology is here to give us a better quality of life. Q-O-F, quality, Q-O-L, quality of life. That is the most important thing. And that is why technology has become an asset in our daily lives because it is supposed to make our lives easier. And the government right here in the UAE and all the authorities understand that and have been pursuing that to give us a more seamless interaction with not only the airport, but any type of um, you know traditional interaction we have across the UAE. And we're implementing technology to make it quick and easy. And that is quick and easy. 4215, let me know what you guys think. We are taking a short break, but when we come back, I'm going to be playing some interviews that I conducted yesterday at Giantix Global. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday I had the chance to go down to Giantex Global, which is, uh, you know, one of the biggest tech events in the world happening right here in the UAE and more specifically in the Emirate of Dubai. And uh, let me tell you, I went there, I was there for about seven hours and it was amazing seeing all the good pavilions and all the companies and speaking and talking to a lot of people. And, you know, 
I went over there, conducted some interviews, and I'm going to be playing an interview that I had with the spokesperson, uh, Sam Tayyan, who is head of Middle East, Turkey, Africa, and Pakistan at Zoom Video Communications. And it was a great interview with Sam Tayyan, and I'm going to be playing it for you guys right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here at Jitex, and we have a very special guest with us, Sam Payan, who is the head of Middle East, Turkey, Africa, and Pakistan at Zoom Video Communications. Welcome to the show. Hello, great to be here. It's amazing to have you on. Now, we do know Zoom was our number one best friend during the COVID-19 pandemic, and even after the, uh, the pandemic, all of us use Zoom, we can probably say, on a daily basis. But can you talk to us about the transformative power of AI in communications? Absolutely. You know, we're all familiar with video meetings and so on, and obviously Zoom has played a great role at this in the uh, in the, the past period. AI now is front to back in our platform, in our suite of products, and I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, for example, we could be having this meeting right now on Zoom, and AI can give us all sorts of capabilities, whether it's translation on the fly, whether it's transcription, and most interesting, and one of the things I like most of all, is a meeting summary. Mm -hmm. You can have a one-hour meeting, summarize it in a page or a couple of pages of notes, and distribute it to the attendees or even to people who weren't at the meeting so that they can know what was going on. That's an example of AI. Amazing. Now, we do know that Zoom was a lifeline during the COVID-19 pandemic, and now that it's expanding its AI capabilities and to hop on the generative AI, other than those capabilities, what else can we see coming to uh, Zoom with AI? Well, there's a lot, there's a lot. I mean, it encompasses a lot. As I said, I, I mentioned, for example, smart summaries, something we've yes. always wanted. You know, since school days, since university days, wouldn't it be lovely to be attending a meeting, attending a seminar, and rather than having to make notes, getting those notes generated in a smart way for you. Save you a lot of time, allow you to focus on the meeting itself. Uh, in addition, all kinds of tools can actually help you, because obviously within our platform, we have chat, we have team chat, Again, AI can help that be more conversational, more productive. Amazing. Now, what are the latest trends shaping the workforce? So in terms of the workforce, obviously, you know, there's a, there's a variety of trends, one of which obviously is hybrid working, which coming to the office sometimes, working remotely sometimes, and blending those two experiences together. We find a lot of businesses these days, their actual real estate capacity, the you know, office space they have, is not designed for every one of their employees to be in the office at the same time. So they want smart bookings, smart rooms. They potentially want to have smart meeting rooms where some of the attendees could be physical, others could be remote, having seamless experiences together, digital signages outside offices to tell you the availability, and so on. So all of this is part of that hybrid work environment where you really can work seamlessly regardless of where you are. Amazing. Thank you so much. And we appreciate We appreciate Zoom. It's been, uh, just like I said, a lifeline, not just during COVID-19 pandemic, but after that as well. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much indeed, Hadi. Good. Technologic. Technologic. Technology discussions that affect us all. It's Future Talk. You're listening to Pulse95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, I got one more interview for you guys for today. And again, I just like I did mention, I was at Giantex yesterday, you know, conducting interviews with the top people in tech. 
obviously, you know, they all come around um, or they all get together right here in uh, the UAE at Gitex. And, uh, you know, I had a conversation with Imad Fahmi, who is a systems engineering manager, Middle East for NetScout. And we did talk about some points uh, regarding cybersecurity. And I'm going to be playing that interview, interview for you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here at Gitex right here in Dubai with Imad Fahmi, who is the Systems Engineering Manager, Middle East at NetScout. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's our pleasure. So um, we have seen um, in the last uh, year an increase in the amount of cyber attacks um, that is hitting the whole world and uh, uh, the EMEA region as well. So um, we have spotted um, on the threat intelligence report, which we uh, release every year. And actually for the first half of uh, 2023, we released the first half um, uh, report for, uh, for monitoring all the attacks that are um, um, monitored for the first half of the year. And we have seen like um, a 7.9 million attacks on the whole world. And this is a huge number compared to last year. So we have seen uh, um, around uh, um, more than 15% increase over last year. And regarding the nature of the attack, uh, of course, as you, you, you see in the whole world, uh, the rise of the AI and machine learning in every aspects of our life and in the cyber attacks as well, we have seen um, this particular AI and machine learning led attacks in terms of uh, botnets and other uh, denial of service attacks hitting as well. So um, yes, there is a huge focus uh, of attackers this year, and this is what we call targeted attack, mm -hmm. where the attackers are very targeted uh, or direct path attacks. They are they know very well what they are attacking, and uh, there is a lot of improvements and uh, a new advanced techniques in the way they um, they are hitting organizations like um, service providers, wireline, and mobile, which we have seen as the first and second. Uh, specific targets for attacks in the first half of, of, of this year. Yes, could uh, the COVID-19 pandemic play a big part on how a lot of people aren't very tech savvy? And when they go online, they fall to phishing scams, they fall to uh, Java drive-bys, for example. And uh, so what kind of impact did COVID-19 have on cybersecurity? Uh, the main impact of uh, COVID-19 is um, the turn or the shift to the online mm -hmm. in everything. and. Um, we say that when you go more online, you are more vulnerable to, to attacks. And um, now, um, um, like the collaborative platforms like Zoom, WebEx, and so on, they are used by millions of people worldwide. Mm -hmm. And that's why they became targets for, uh, for attacks, especially the DDoS, because uh, the aim of a DDoS attack is to bring down the service. So imagine that while you are in the middle of um, an interview or a Zoom meeting or whatever you are down uh, without any um, with, with inconvenience and without uh, 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 being properly uh, uh, prepared for, for such an incident like that. So uh, yes, we have seen a huge impact of COVID on the amount of the attacks, the type of the attacks, and uh, we have seen even organizations that are hiring uh, attackers for just doing a number of attacks because now all the services which were done face-to-face -face before, like voting um, and, and other uh, services, they now are online as well. So you can bring down a political party um, during voting exercise just by clicking um, 
uh, a button and the attack will bring down this service for hours and this happened before or even we have seen some uh, even commercial and industrial companies hiring attacks for bringing down their competition. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the funny uh, attacks we have seen a pizza company bringing yeah. down their competitors. So, yeah, we have seen a lot of, uh, of impacts during the COVID and that's why we have developed our uh, preventive uh, techniques or what we call mitigation techniques and our visibility as well to cope with this huge hype in the attacks. Yes, and I like that you talked about mitigation and these preventive attacks. And I want to ask you, how can organizations or even individuals protect themselves when they're online? I'm not going to talk about the, the old ways of, um, of preventing or stopping uh, attacks like the, the firewalling and, and uh, other services which we all know. But the new thing is uh, the adaptive attacks, adaptive or dynamic attacks, meaning that the attackers are changing the vector of the attack uh, dynamically from one to five minutes. Um, that's a huge change on the nature of the attacks because now the attackers, they have their own sources of botnets, which they own, mm. and they don't depend on the public uh, uh, services or the public botnets to do that. And that's why they, can, they are capable to change their vector of the attack, the type, and, um, and uh, the rates of the attack um, in almost one to five minutes. We have seen very rapid uh, changes in the attacks, uh, in the attack vectors. Um, and uh, that's why a service provider or an enterprise, when they set their uh, protection techniques to stop these attacks, and so the attackers change rapidly and they find themselves, what, what, what's going on? We, we have set this fixed and now it's always changing. So that's why uh, NetScout is one of the companies who have developed, one of the, of the first companies who have developed these adaptive techniques for detection and mitigation of the different attacks. And that, that's depending on, our, on, on two capabilities, actually the AI and machine learning on our devices and the presence of Atlas, which is the worldwide network of more than 500 service providers, which we monitor. So you know that we monitor 50% of the internet traffic every day, wow. which is around 420 terabit per second. So uh, from all of these monitoring capabilities, we can see are across these 500 service providers and more. We can see all the newest DDoS attacks, uh, botnets and so on. And we update all our customers with the new adaptive uh, techniques for this protection. That is amazing. And again, I would like to thank you because we kind of forget how important we spend our time online and how not just the young, but also the old who might not be as tech savvy fall to scams, fall to, uh, you know, phishing attacks or a phishing email. So thank you so much, Ahmed, for taking time out of your day and coming on the air with us. And hopefully, inshallah, we'll see you next year. You're welcome. It's my pleasure meeting you today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ahmed. Thank you. And yeah, ladies and gentlemen, again, those were, uh, you know, the last interview I have for today for you guys when I spent my time at Giantex Global. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, this does mark the end of Future Talk for today. But inshallah, tomorrow I also will be playing, uh, you know, an interview from Giantex. But I'm going to be opening up the airways for the only place to be at three with the man himself, the halftime show, Omar Adouri. But uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys enjoyed today's show and I'll be seeing you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place, only here on Pulse 95.